Last week, I belatedly reported President Obama's address to the Australian Parliament in November 2011. This week, I'm repeating then Defence Secretary Leon Panetta's follow-up speech in Singapore eight months later to the Institute of Strategic Studies' 11th annual Asian Security Conference. Obama never used the word pivot to describe the strategic change he initiated. Panetta stressed the administration's preferred alternative, rebalancing. By 2020, the Navy will reposture its forces from today's roughly 50-50% split between the Pacific and the Atlantic to about a 60-40 split between those oceans. That will include six aircraft carriers, in this region, a majority of our cruisers, destroyers, littoral combat ships, and submarines. Make no mistake, in a steady, deliberate, and sustainable way, the United States military is rebalancing and is bringing an enhanced capability development to this vital region. Since Panetta dealt with percentages but not total numbers, this promised 60-40 percentage increase could actually mean fewer total ships. But Panetta had already dealt with such doubts. I would encourage you to look at the increasing technological capabilities of our forces, as much as their numbers, in judging the full measure of our security presence and our security commitments. For example, over the next five years, we will retire older Navy ships, but we will replace them with more than 40 far more capable and technologically advanced ships. But there was much more to Panetta's speech than consideration of future naval deployments. The U.S. Defense Secretary was undertaking a week-long visit to Singapore, Vietnam and India, plus a previously unannounced side trip to Afghanistan in order to stress the importance that the United States places in this dynamic and critical region of the world. The purpose of this trip and of my remarks today is to explain the new defense strategy that the United States has put in place and why the United States will play a deeper and more enduring partnership role in advancing the security and prosperity of the Asia-Pacific region and how the United States military supports that goal by rebalancing towards this region. Rebalance, rebalancing. Panetta used that word as both a verb and a noun throughout his speech to describe what the US government and the US military was trying to do. The title for his talk was The US Rebalance Towards the Asia-Pacific. Panetta never used the word pivot to describe the Pacific policy initiated by President Obama. Pivot implies something which is new, whereas the Defence Secretary is concerned with reviving, renewing, rebalancing the US military's already long-time role in the region. 
Pivot implies distance, whereas Panetta constantly stressed close proximity. In this century, the 21st century, the United States recognizes that our prosperity and our security depends even more on the Asia-Pacific region. After all, this region is home to some of the world's fastest-growing economies, China, India, and Indonesia, to mention a few. At the same time, Asia-Pacific contains the world's largest populations and the world's largest militaries. Defense spending in Asia is projected by this institute, the IISS, to surpass that of Europe this year. And there is no doubt that it will continue to increase in the future. The Iraq war has ended. The war in Afghanistan is winding down. Al-Qaeda has been weakened. The NATO effort in Libya has been concluded. Past threats have diminished, yet past and present challenges still remain. But even as we have been able to draw these wars to a hopeful end, we are confronted today by a wide range of complex global challenges. From terrorism, terrorism still remains a threat in the world from terrorism to the destabilizing behavior of Iran and North Korea, from nuclear proliferation to the new threat of cyber attack, from continuing turmoil in the Middle East to territorial disputes in this region. Simultaneously, the United States has to grapple with a grave internal challenge. At the same time, the United States, like many other nations, is dealing with large debt and large deficits, which has required the Department of Defense to reduce the planned budget by nearly half a trillion dollars more specifically $487 billion that were directed to be reduced by the Congress in the Budget Control Act over the next decade. But this new fiscal reality, kind of challenge that many nations confront these days, has given us an opportunity to design a new defense strategy for the 21st century that both confronts the threats that we face and maintains the strongest military in the world. While this fiscal reality will lead to reductions in the size of the military forces, technological advance can still lead to an increase in their punch. This strategy makes clear that the United States military, yes, it will be smaller, it will be leaner, but it will be agile and flexible and quickly deployable, and will employ cutting-edge technology in the future. 
It makes equally clear that while the U.S. military will remain a global force for security and stability, we will of necessity rebalance towards the Asia-Pacific region. We will also invest, invest in cyber, invest in space, invest in unmanned systems, invest in special forces operations. We will invest in the newest technologies, and we will invest in the ability to mobilize quickly if necessary. We have made choices, and we have set priorities. And we have rightly chosen to make this region a priority. Panetta extensively reviewed the U.S. treaty alliances with Japan, South Korea, Australia, the Philippines and Thailand, and its key partnerships with India, Singapore, Indonesia and other nations. Here are some extracts. First, on the vexed issue of the U.S.-Japan alliance, the U.S. military presence in Okinawa, plus the future increased role of Guam. In the past several months, we have strengthened the alliance and our broader strategic objectives in the region with a revised plan to relocate Marines from Okinawa to Guam. This plan will make the U.S. presence in Okinawa more politically sustainable, and it will help further to develop Guam as a strategic hub for the United States military in the Western Pacific, improving our ability to respond to a wide range of contingencies in the Asia-Pacific region. Second, on the future U.S. military presence in South Korea. During a year of transition and provocation on the Korean Peninsula, this alliance has been indispensable, and I have made it a priority to strengthen it for the future. To that end, even as the United States reduces the overall size of its ground forces in the coming years, in a transitional way over a five-year period, we will maintain the United States Army's significant presence in Korea. Is the rebalancing for containing China, are alliances being revived for the start of a new Cold War? Panetta insistently seeks to diminish any such anxieties on this score. But at the same time, his speech ironically paid more attention to China than to any single Asian country. And as the United States strengthens these regional partnerships, we will also seek to strengthen a very important relationship with China. We in the United States are clear-eyed about the challenges. Make no mistake about that. But we also seek to grasp the opportunities that can come from closer cooperation and a closer relationship. Some view the increased emphasis by the United States on the Asia-Pacific region as some kind of challenge to China. I reject that view entirely. Our effort to renew and intensify our involvement in Asia is fully compatible, fully compatible with the development and growth of China. 
indeed increased U.S. involvement in this region, will benefit China as it advances our shared security and prosperity for the future. Panetta mentioned some of the ways in which technology will be enhancing the U.S. military presence in the region, though he does not mention how long it will be before unmanned aerial vehicles, UAVs, will be flying long-range missions off U.S. aircraft carriers. Therefore, we are investing specifically in those kinds of capabilities, such as an advanced fifth-generation fighter, an enhanced Virginia-class submarine, new electronic warfare and communications capabilities, and improved precision weapons that will provide our forces with freedom of maneuver in areas which our access and freedom of action may be threatened. We recognize the challenges of operating over the Pacific's vast distances. That is why we are investing in new aerial refueling tankers, a new bomber, and advanced maritime patrol and anti-submarine warfare aircraft. The Defense Secretary concluded his wide-ranging speech by stressing the ways in which the Asia-Pacific region has become and will remain part of America's political DNA. The United States has long been deeply involved in Asia-Pacific. Through times of war, in times of peace, under Democratic and Republican leaders and administrations, through rancor and through comity in Washington, through surplus and through debt. We were there then, we are here now, and we will be here in the future. Two days after this speech, uh brief exchange in Hanoi showed that an old, deep wound of war was finally being healed. Panetta gave the Vietnamese Defense Ministry an old diary that a U.S. soldier had once found on a dead Vietnamese. The Vietnamese Defense Minister reciprocated by giving Panetta the final letters that a Vietnamese soldier had once found on a dead American. <laughs> 